Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 252 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host as always, it's your boy, it's Tyler, and also joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, I am freaking fine this week. <laughs> Without everything else that's been going on at work and all the other stuff that's been going on in my life, I feel like... I feel like a lot of burden has been lifted off my soul. And also, I'd like to announce the stuff that uh, Colonel Gables is trying to find love. <laughs> so The Love Podcast. <laughs> uh, but, so I'll, I'll do seriousness, man. It's like, I have been on the fence for a while now. It's like, man, should I try a dating site? Should I try to do this and do that and stuff? And since I want to go out and meet more people and stuff, I'm not really limiting myself to just the dating site. But it's like, I went on the match, I made my profile, I kid you not, I've spent a better part of this day checking out so many profiles. And I kid you not, man, it's it's like a full-time job in and of itself. Because I have spent, I kid you not, most of this day on Match.com on my phone. And I kid you not, I've gone over like at least 100 profiles Damn. in the span of that time and it, it, man it's just crazy it's like there's a lot of people that's like near my area a lot of this and a lot of that but i've been finding out that because i live in such a small rural place and stuff well, around this area in the whole you know olympic peninsula you know it's like there ain't that many women or something like that that are available around here so it's like i gotta expand my horizons and it's like i've said it literally from like say Gosh, I had like 50 miles away from where I live to about 500. Damn. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's just a little bit of personal stuff that Colonel Gables is just wanted to share, and uh, we'll, we will not go into detail unless something interesting happens. So, <laughs> other than that, I'm fine. How are you doing, Tyler? I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. Ladies, hide your credit card. Gables is on the hunt. <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. You're almost <laughs> as worse as Wes. <laughs> oh, speaking of Wes. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, man. It's like I post these things on Facebook, and all of a sudden I get a response here from like our good old buddy, Tyler and I's good old buddy from the talking ship, Wes. Mm. And it's like, it's like just random stuff. It's like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, man, you wouldn't believe all the crazy shit that's been happening to me lately. Oh, my God. Oh my god! It, that, that, listeners, let me let me take you a little bit back here for a second. It's like Tyler and I have known our friend West for now for at least a few years, you know, at least a few years. And this dude, this dude is a wild card in and of itself. So mm-hmm. it's like he gets on these crazy escapades, like on Tinder dates and this and that and stuff. And I fucking love this dude, man. He's like he's a Seattleite through and through. He's like a professional photographer. He's really fucking cool. But at the same time and stuff, he makes me fucking laugh so hard yes. with all the shit that he goes through and all the other, like, random stuff. So he goes through, he answers my thing. It's like, I post a thing on my Facebook, and all of a sudden I get a little response from him. It's like, yeah, man, get it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. He's awesome. His uh, <laughs> his Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are, when I'm scrolling through and I see him, you gotta stop. You gotta read. You gotta dude, read what's going on there. That ain't no lie. He's a good guy. Like He's an awesome guy. I'll tell you what, guys, like, the Drunk Dash Nerds fandom, kid you not, go on to Twitter, search out Wes Smith, or, like, go through, like you, it, like... Is it, like, ukulele, ukulele Punk or something like that? I think. Ukulele Punk. 
Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Ukulele punk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure that's Man, if you want to see some good pictures, you want to see some, like, uh, good crazy stuff, search out Ukulele punk on Twitter. I kid you not, you'd not be disappointed. <laughs> mm-mm. 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 Nope. What? No, I no, I I'm disagreeing with you. I'm on, oh, I'm on his Twitter page yes. right now. <laughs> no, it's a uh, it is good time. He's, he's also a photographer, so so yeah, he's a cool guy. Uh, yeah, but don't play him in fighting games because he'll just destroy you. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> it also takes a trip. So it makes it him takes such a, a wild card. Yes, that's why we love him. Uh, but this is a video game show. Not a show about how awesome West is, which I'm sure we can do a whole show on that. Uh, maybe not a weekly one, but at least a show on. Uh, maybe maybe one of these days when there's nothing to talk about. Uh, but there are a few things to talk about, Gables, surprisingly. Oh, yeah, there is. Um, I, you know, fuck it. We'll, we'll, you want to do news first? Let's do news. All right, cool. Because we've been playing some games, too. But there's some, actually, I'm really excited about this first topic here I want to talk about. Uh, right. So Pokemon Company is officially hiring people for uh, localization for the Pokemon Switch game. Uh, awesome. Yep. So basically some details that come out about it is that the Pokemon Company International uh, hiring localization editors on a six-month contractual basis. Uh, the role is anticipated to commence between April and June. So that means that it's going to start some, somewhere in between there. Um, and that actually Pokemon Sun and Moon... The, um, they started hiring for localization uh, in early January uh, and started started the process. Same thing happened. April or June started started working on it, and the game came out in November of that year. So we're looking at the same timetable as the, as uh, as Sun and Moon possibly as we are with the Switch game. Sounds like there's a chance at 2018. Hmm. What do you think? If you if you were if I gave you twenty bucks, and you put that money down, and I don't know what the odds are, but you get a hundred thousand bucks back if you're right. Are you saying two thousand eighteen? Are you going to bet two thousand nineteen? Well, here's the thing: with all of that coming into play, not only because of the localization process in January, and not only because Game Freak themselves are going through and they're hiring these contractors, these developers or something like that for a six month contract Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to argue that thing is going to be out 2019 from what it sounds like from the initial process they got the core concept down they've got like the localization stuff pretty much underway right here and probably even finish maybe like the japanese version or whatever the heck you know they are this is like february obviously and it's like it's not hard to believe that potentially this is suggesting that this could be out by the end of this year. So I'm just going to say that I think you will probably be fucking winning the bet, Tyler, because I think this thing could come out as soon as, like, the end of this year. Because you're exactly right. The last time something like this happened, it was, like, Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, a year later and stuff. And because how how much they want to get a mainline Pokemon game on the Switch... This makes a lot of sense, considering that, for one, it was the core team, the core Pokemon team, a Game Freak, were not even working on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Those were a lot of the newer people of that group who were tasked to just take the helm, while the other 
like veterans of Game Freak, were working on something else, potentially this upcoming Switch game. So you know what, man? It's like, hell, I bet 2018 would be the release date now. Yeah. After seeing all that. Yeah. Um, and I was, remember, you know, we talked about before about how Nintendo's really been pressuring Pokemon Company and Game Freak to get this game out as soon as possible. But even I was thinking, okay, with that, because when we talked about, I think, um, E3 when they announced it, we were thinking this was a 2020 game uh, at best. Or like we were, maybe, right. maybe 29, but probably 2020. Uh, well, yeah. And I never... Because, go ahead. It's because the reason why we initially thought 2020, like, even I, like, specifically, like, maybe like 2019, 2020 and stuff, is because routinely these type of Pokemon games, they take a few years in order to develop. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a two, three-year cycle at least between generations of Pokemon games. Like, for example, X and Y was 2013. Then it's like for like 2015 or... T- yeah, 2015 or 2016 or something like that. It was... Uh, oh, gosh. It was like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire or something like that. Yeah. And then after that, it's like Sun and Moon was like 2016. And then the rare exception being games like, say, Black 2 and White 2 and like... Uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon be like a year after, you know, those, they generally run at that type of, like, reiteration, not reiteration, but they run at that type of uh, scheduled release, like, historically, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, and I, well, and I was thinking, you know, 2020 made sense, because this is going to be on the Switch, this isn't going to be a 3DS, this is probably going to be a different type of engine, or more powerful, or right. uh, souped up engine, what the 3DS does now, but, um I gotta think. I, I, I'm. I, if I'm putting money down, if I had to bet money, I'm. I'm betting this year now. I'm all aboard the 2018 bandwagon. Uh, put me on that train, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I guess now I'm just wondering, what is it though? Like this makes me think this isn't going to be Generation Eight because I think that's what the next one would be, right? Sun and Moon was Gen Seven, correct? Yes. Okay, so. This makes me think this won't be Gen 8 then. I, I think it will... I wouldn't be surprised if maybe it's just like a, a souped up Sun and Moon or an X and Y. Or maybe it's just a... Well... They're working on like a Pokemon Red and Blue remake like they did with Omega Ruby and Sapphire. Something like that. And they're just going to like, alright, we're going to just port it over to the Switch now. Well, the reason what I would... The reason why I would argue against that being like a souped-up sun and moon is because they had the potential already to do something similar. And they pretty much did with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I mean, originally, this was going from a lot of the development stuff. There was a trademark for Pokemon Stars for the 3DS. And that was later, like, converted into, like, two separate games. So for being a souped-up sun and moon, it's less than likely that's going to happen. It's going from what... I've been digging into and what I've read personally from since that E3 announcement where they said a Pokemon game is going to be coming to Switch, a mainline one. There's rumors suggesting that this is going to be like a brand new core Pokemon game. Yeah. So not like a remake, say like for Diamond and Pearl, because that would be exactly what would be coming next, considering it's been like almost 11 years since Diamond and Pearl first released, believe it or not. That was way back in 2007. So inside of that, there's... A lot of suggestion where it's going to be a new type of Pokemon game. It could possibly have gameplay where it's going to be vastly different than some of the core games. So it's highly likely if we get a Pokemon game this year by Game Freak, it's going to be something that we probably have never seen before. Yeah, and that's what I'm hopeful for. And I'm just 
I'm just wondering how long this thing's been in development. If this truly has only been in development for a year at this point, it just I'm just wondering how they could. Yeah. I mean, it'd be crazy to think unless they've already been like have some ideas in place. But I'm just kind of curious what what is it going to look like? How is it going to run? Is it going to just like I said, is this going to be the 3DS games, but on a Switch? Like, uh, which I don't know if that necessarily. You know, I think that would be a little disappointing if that was the case, and that's why I was. Um, you know, especially the time frame they have, like the first one to finally come to a, a console, and it, you know, it's just a, you know a port, or essentially of a hand or the handheld version. But I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping well, it's Gen Eight or it's something new. But I just at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like their. You know, like you see, like a lot of companies will make like HD remakes for the new consoles to figure out how this stuff works before yeah. they make it the big game. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, we get, like, that's why I'm thinking, maybe this is Pokemon Star. Maybe this is, I mean, there was those rumors last year before the Switch came out that Pokemon Star was coming to the Switch. What if they just did, like, uh, an ultra, ultra Sun and Moon and just made, like, added more stuff to what they did with Ultra Moon and Sun, and now that's Pokemon Star. I, I wouldn't be, I, it wouldn't, whatever, oh, whatever they do at this point, I honestly, I don't think I would be surprised. I feel like anything is possible. I'm hoping it's Gen 8 or something new. Uh, the only thing that would, like, the things, the two things I'd want would either be Gen 8 or, like, a complete remake of, uh, like, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. Like, those are the that two things too. that I would love to see. Anything else? I mean, I don't think I'd be really upset about it, but I feel like, really, at this point, it's kind of exciting because it feels like anything is possible right now with what this can be. Right, 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 right. Well, main, let me remind you about something. Remember when we were first hearing about rumors of the Nintendo Switch and one of those rumored articles happened to be experimenting with like a particular like uh, feature inside the type of Pokemon games that would be on that device? That was like way back, I would think about like a year or two before we even got the Switch announcement yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So well, in true. hindsight, these people, the Game Free people probably have been experimenting with the Switch's like hardware in terms of the type of Pokemon game that they've wanted to do way before even like the events of like say what they did initially go on for Sun and Moon. So a lot of the character sprites and a lot of the things that, were, that we've seen on the 3DS right now from them like pushing the hardware and all this and all that a lot of the bases could have been potentially just a prototype thing to test on the nintendo switch yeah so point. True. in and of itself you know it's it's going to be interesting to see when the final product comes out what it's going to play like how it's going to look we all know it's going to be prettier and it's going to be like almost like a powerhouse for that system so yeah that's yeah. that's true i mean those are good points that yeah they could have been beta testing this thing for a little while now but working on it for over a year which cool you know i yeah i mean yeah i'm, I'm in agreement with that. i got you got you, you kind of bested me on that one that's a good point about <laughs> i never think about that I, I just kind of figured i was just thinking okay well they announced it at e3 and they didn't even have like like metro point four at least had a graphic like this was just I a know. guy sitting in an office saying hey yeah we're working on pokemon switch so well, I know, yeah. I, I know. It was just funny because I'm just thinking back of the this. That was actually one of the rumors we had addressed in a previous episode of our podcast, where it's like 
it was like a rumored thing where like the whole handheld like console hybrid and the new Pokemon games that are be testing on there. That was totally one of the rumors that we did read, and that's what kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, good points. I, I I hope like I said, I hope that's all true. I would love to see um, the first one to be on like an actual home. Like, I, mean, I know it's not a home console, but you know what I mean. It's like the first real like Nintendo home Close console. Enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And um, I would hope that it's like something fresh and new, kind of like what I hope it's kind of like what X and Y was, where it was kind of like this uh, re, uh, re, it was like the restart button for yep. the reboot almost of the Pokemon franchise. Um, and I hope that this is the same for uh, the Switch, the Switch version. So, and I, I, I actually am, uh, I hope it is this year. I really do now, because I, I, or at least we get something at E3 at the very least, like some details of what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty cool news with some, uh, I guess we'll probably have a pretty good idea. Um, you got to think we'd know about E3, right? That'd probably be the big showpiece for E3. Oh yeah, that that would definitely be one of the main showpieces outside of the other games that are rumored to be presented. Yeah, it also makes you think that since Nintendo's pushing for that to be out this year, that they don't, I wonder if they don't have anything else big to release in 2018 for the fall season, you know, like what? Huh. I mean, I know obviously with the E3s, you know, hasn't happened yet. And there's they always do directs. Doesn't necessarily I mean even if it's not E3, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Um, I mean, like Sun and Moon wasn't even shown off at E3. It was shown off, uh, I think, a little after that, um, the year it came yeah. out. Uh, to the Pokemon X and Y, I think too. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of curious though, like. I don't. I, yeah, I'm just trying to think of what what big thing they can do this year, and maybe they're putting Pokemon has, is going to be it's it's either that or nothing. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be a another fun year for Nintendo, that's for damn sure. But uh, moving yeah. on, moving on to some potentially fun news for uh, PlayStation fans. Um, the original uh, Spiral of the Dragon trilogy, not confirmed, but it pretty much is. Uh, sounds like it's going to get remastered. and It's coming out uh, this fall. Uh, oh I believe, uh, what are they called? Uh, oh, uh, Spyro the Dragon, Spyro the Dragon, Ripto's Rage, and Spyro uh, the Dragon, Year of the Dragon. Um, yeah. All being remastered by um, Activision, by Curious Visions, is remaking, is, is, is said to be the ones do, doing the remasters, which they did the uh, Insane uh, Trilogy last year for Crash Bandicoot. Um, sounds like they're going to do the same thing with PlayStation 4, where it's going to be... Uh, uh, on there first, and they're gonna have like a one year uh, exclusivity rights to it. So don't be surprised if we hear something soon about uh, Crash Bandicoot for Xbox One and Switch. Uh, probably sometime after July, because I think it came out right at the end of June, if I remember correctly. Insane Trilogy did. So we should be hearing something about those being ported over soon. Uh, but yeah, like I said, they uh, they made they made that last year. Um, so they did a pretty good job with um, with the Insane Trilogy, and um, like I said, it's supposed to be. Somewhere it's the third quarter of 2018, so somewhere between July and September, and it's going to have some PlayStation uh, Pro support. And uh, this September, a lot of people are thinking September because that would be the 20-year anniversary of the original Spyro game. Wow. Yeah. So uh, uh, I, I, I don't think we've ever really talked about Spyro before in this podcast, ever. We never have. Uh, I am not a fan of Spyro. Uh, I tried playing them back in the day on PlayStation and didn't care for them. I'm not really a 3D platformer guy all that much. Like, there are obviously obsessions, uh, obsessions, 
exceptions to the rules. Um, yeah. Like, you know, Super Mario 3D World, Cap Toad being the greatest platformer of all time. Uh, I digress. But, um, yeah, I'm just, I was never, I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, were you a fan of Spyro? I'm, I, yeah, I'm curious now. To be perfectly honest with you, when it came to the PlayStation brand, like during those early days, that was one of the few game series I missed. Hmm. I never played Crash back in the day, and I definitely never played Spyro. But with this rumor of the announcement of like a, a remake similar to what the Crash Bandicoot stuff like this, I would be absolutely delighted to try that out. You know, because these are platformers that made like Insomniac Games like one of the household names for the PlayStation brand up until they went through with their the Ratchet and Clank games on the PS2 era and stuff like that. So, just having a chance to play through those classic games, it sounds really appealing to me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say I probably ain't going to pick it up, but I said the same thing about the Crash Bandicoot games. And uh, you did anyway. I did anyways. <laughs> and uh, I didn't, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. there was one definitely one of those things where nostalgia for me personally um, uh, was better. The, the game was better back in the, in the 90s to me than it was in 2017. Uh, but I feel like I'm, I, I feel pretty good with myself when i say i ain't picking this up uh more than i did with the crash bandicoot games but uh yeah i don't know I, i'm excited for the people that love that franchise there's uh <clears throat> there was definitely it was a huge thing until obviously like same with crash bandicoot activision got their hands on it and kind of ran it to the ground um but there's still like i think like netflix does like a animated show and everything so it's still i gotta imagine there's gotta be like a fan base behind it still with kids and uh, teenagers oh, and stuff yeah, to this day. especially with like the Skylanders stuff. You know, that's right. Up. Yeah, that's true. That was that was a big thing. But yeah, I don't know. That, that's cool. I am, like I said, excited for those fans. Not something that's tickling my fancy, but I guess we'll see. Um, it's supposed to be announced next month officially by uh, Activision, so I guess we'll know sometime in March about that. But uh, moving on to uh, Kingdom Hearts three, we got some news about that. They had a D twenty two Japan. Which is um, a big like uh, Disney does events. Uh, uh, I think every year they do like they do like a Japanese one, then they do a big one. I think in the summertime for uh, in America, I think it's in I can't remember if it's in L.A. or Orlando, but they always they do it wherever there's like a Disney World or Disneyland theme park, whatever. I don't remember which one Japan's called, but anyways, um, so they showed off uh, a new trailer for Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, we got like the official theme song for it. Uh, I think it's like "Don't Think Twice" or whatever like that. Uh, don't. Uh, and they officially announced, which has been heavily rumored, uh, the Monster Monsters Inc. World. And they showed uh, like a little trailer there. They previously announced like Toy Story, and there's like a big rumor that Frozen's gonna be a thing. Uh, so pretty much, actually, yeah, I think I think Frozen gonna be real because every time, like six months to a year before it's officially revealed, there's already like screenshots or heavy rumors about it online. So yep. I, I feel like all this stuff's true, but they at the end of the trailer, I think the, the real news out of it is that uh, they gave a 2018 as the year of the release of it. Um, wow. I guess we've talked about it when stuff comes up about it. I remember we talked about it a lot, especially when it was announced it was going to be, it was in development at like 2014 E3, I believe. Um, yeah. I know 2003 yeah. E3, two years ago. I think it was E3 2013, <laughs> actually, when the, when they are. Oh God. Is either that, oh man, which one was it? I can't remember if it was the year the PS4 was was revealed or if it was the year yeah. after. It was one of the two. I think it was the year after. Some, it had to have been the year so after. Might, I, I even remember little things about it. Yeah. So that makes sense. But um, 
yeah, so it's been in development for at least four years. Uh, but do we actually two two questions here? Do we yeah. care, and do we actually think 2018 is realistic? I'll let you answer first. All right. For one thing, I do care about Kingdom Hearts as a franchise. Yeah. Okay. Even though, even though, and I will humbly admit this, I have not played through and beat a Kingdom Hearts game since the summer of 2006. Damn. Kingdom Hearts 2 yeah, on the PS2. I am fully ready to get back into that franchise, but it's been a hell of a long time since I've played one of those games. But on the other side and stuff like that, the 2018 release date, it's Square Enix. They've been teasing Kingdom Hearts 3 now for <laughs> ever since they uh, ever since the freaking finish of Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, there was a trailer what <laughs> wasn't there a trailer if you if you 100% of the game uh well, for Kingdom Hearts 3? Here's the thing. On the Japanese version, there was like a final remix type of stuff that appeared either on the PS2 or something like that that had a like a little movie after it. People thought it was Kingdom Hearts 3 and it ended up becoming an advertisement like a little trailer thing for a PSP game. Oh. Which ended up becoming Birth by Sleep, I think it was. Which I heard is pretty good. Well, yeah, it is pretty good from what it is and stuff. But, uh, oh boy. When it comes to the actual release date, it's a toss in the air. We don't know whether or not that's going to be what they decide it's going to be released for. <laughs> If we're talking about one of the same developers and stuff like that that was responsible to work on Final Fantasy XV, which kept that <laughs> series stagnant for fucking years and stuff until they got him out of there. It was like a PS2 game. Somebody else. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, no. Final Fantasy XV was supposed to be 13-2. That's right, yeah. On the PlayStation okay. 3. And it never came out on the PlayStation 3 because the guy was such a perfectionist that... He, they Square Enix had to literally get the guy out of the role. I forget the name of him now. I want to say it's like Tetsuya something, but oh god! But uh, it's going to bother me now. Anyway, I'll look it up. Long story short, Final Fantasy Fifteen finally came out. It's a fantastic game. I still need to finish it. That's one of my backlog stuff. But it's the same thing. It's the same dude who works on Kingdom Hearts. So for Kingdom Hearts three to maybe be a little bit away from the 2018 release date that doesn't surprise me the least do i want it out this year hell yes <laughs> oh my gosh tetsuya nomura that's what i thought it was tetsuya or huh. something like that tetsuya nomura yep yeah i knew i was on the right track yeah. sheesh yeah sorry go on but anyway that's that's pretty much what i'm saying man it's like 2018 I would like for it to come out then, but I kind of doubt it will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I feel like there's a better chance that Last Guardian 2 comes out in 2018 than uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 does. So, True. And I doubt that's not even a thing, uh, Last Guardian 2. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I feel like that's definitely – I think what we're going to see here like in the next four or five months is – Hey, it's getting delayed. Early 2019. I would I would feel comfortable going back to the Pokemon thing, uh, saying that um, if I had to bet money, that it would I would feel comfortable saying early 2019 is when it comes out officially. Probably. Uh, but uh, that said, I I'm going back and forth Kingdom Hearts like for a long time there. Like when I, when it first was announced in development, I'm like yes, all right, cool, and then like late. 
2015 or whatever year and a half later after it was announced i'm like why do i even give a shit like i was like i watched trailers i'm just like i don't care but like i saw that last trailer and i'm like man like i i'm i, I loved kingdom hearts one and one and two especially one one was amazing uh two i, I beat both of them when, when they came out on ps2 and two i remember like but i, I think back to two and i remember not liking it that much and i remember you had to play that stupid game boy advanced uh card game one oh, chain, of memories. chain of memories yeah that so, was in between kingdom hearts one and two and it was chronologically yeah and it was like that the like the first half of the game like i, I if i remember correctly you had like a lot of it had like revolved around that game i'm just like why did they do this why like what and then like now you have all the PSP games, the PS Vita games, the 3DS games and they're all like involved in the franchise. So I'm wondering Well, how- yeah, that's very true too. And plus honestly anyone that's new to that franchise, please, if you're trying to look for chronological stuff in order to what you should play first, stop right now. Go to a Wikipedia page and actually go through and check it out for yourself. Yeah. Because it's very hard to explain for us currently. I'm going to have to, like, there's, like, uh, what is it? It's, like, Ineligible Monsters or something like that. There's, like, this really good yeah. site that YouTube uh, page where, like, they do, like, they explain stories. And so I remember watching a bunch of those from Metal Gear, uh, one before Metal Gear Solid Five came out to, like, remember everything. So maybe, like, check them out. I think it's, like like I said, Ineligible Monsters or something like that. I don't know. It's something Monsters. But uh, they're pretty good, and they helped me remember a lot of shit and explain some things I didn't even know. But uh, I'm, I'll probably check that out to get into Kingdom Hearts 3. I've been, like, I even, like, went and looked, like, how much, like, it would, how much the, uh, they remade, like, you know, they up the uh, the Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 for PS4 last year or two years ago. But how much do those yeah. cost? There's like thirty bucks. I'm like, ooh, a little more than I want to pay, but maybe I should try check them out and see. I, I kind, I think I might just check buy those in like sometime when it's like in the summer when it's dead or whatever, and replay those and see if maybe I'm st- if I still like those games even, or if I like them, play through them, memorize what the fuck's going on in that game. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I'm just going back and forth because uh, I hope I like the game. I hope I hope you know. I as by looking at my childhood, I I, I definitely want to play the. I've been wanting Kingdom Hearts three for twelve fucking years. So uh, now it's like, and it's finally like within our grasp. And I'm just like, I don't know if I care. And it sucks. Like I feel like my childhood. Like I should probably like play that game just uh, for my fourteen uh, year old self. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I. I I still have the game for PS2, by the way. That's fine, dude. I I I, I think I bought the game like three times because I kept going back and playing the original Kingdom Hearts game. Cause I kept going back and playing it. Uh, and that I mean, that game's a fucking masterpiece. So um, I don't know. Uh, I'm 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 probably gonna wait until I hear more, see some more gameplay and all that. But uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. I, I'm like I said. I'm I am cautiously optimistic about this game. Uh, and like I said, 2018 is not gonna happen. Uh, nice try though. Um, uh, who the fuck makes that game? Square Enix. Yeah, nice try on that one. But that is pretty much, I think, all the big news came out of it. There's some other things out there, but eh, it's not that big a deal. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to uh, what we've been playing. Actually, uh, if it's cool with you, Gables, I'd like to go first. Go ahead. Because I want to fucking talk about Dragon Ball Fighters, Dragon Ball, right. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Dra- Dragon Ball let's Fighters. Let's talk about Dragon Ball Fighters. 
that game is so goddamn cool. Yeah. It is so cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to watch the anime any, anymore. I actually want to watch the anime even less than I wanted to before. And this is coming from, if you've listened to some of our older, older stuff, or the whoa, <laughs> older shows, which you can do on our, on our, our um, YouTube channel and also our iTunes page, because uh, I, I would post them up there. But uh, if you've listened to that, you've listened for a long time, you know when I listened to Jake and Gables for years ramble on about Dragon Ball and bored and annoyed to tears. And now I'm just like, I, I've I watched that, that what, I think it was like E3 showed up. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. And then it came out and I'm like, that looks really cool. And what finally sold me on it was watching uh, Gables on a Twitch stream a few weeks ago, playing the game. I'm like, that game looks fucking amazing. And so I picked, uh, I was telling Gables for the show, I went out to eat last weekend with some friends. And there was a GameStop, a couple doors over. I had a coupon, picked, and there was a used copy there. It was 20 bucks. I was like, what the fuck, bought it. And uh, I, I so I'm, the other game I'm going to talk about is Shadow Colossus. I've had Shadow Colossus for a week longer, and I probably put like four times more uh, more time into Dragon Ball Fighters than I have Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, wow! Yeah, I have put probably eight or nine hours into this game. Wow! Yeah, dude. it is super fun. Like, yeah, it is. it's so fast and intense. I have no idea what's happening at all. I'm just pressing buttons. The story is fucking dumb. Uh, like, I don't understand what's happening with that. There's somebody inside Goku's body, and it's really weird the way that they keep saying someone's Links. someone's inside of me, and uh, Goku keeps saying someone's inside of me, and I can't. And he's saying it with a straight <laughs> face. How? How is he saying it with a straight face? It doesn't make any sense to me. That's I. I have found myself. This the Dragon Ball Fighters is the funniest game I played in years, and I don't even, oh uh, it's ironically funny. Uh, but uh, it's it's up there with Jazz Punk. Jazz Punk is still probably the funniest game I've ever played, but it's a close second. It's a close second. Uh, but <laughs> I have had a lot of fun. Just like I played the arcade mode. I went online. I'm never gonna do that again. That was a stupid idea. Uh, really bad idea. I don't. I, I I got the guy swept me. I think I got like three hits in. Uh, I played a couple other games and I did okay, but I, I didn't kill a single guy. Um, so basically, the core concept is it's three v three. Pick three characters: Trunk, uh, mu- um, mu- Mushu Pork, uh, mu- mu- Majin Buu. Majin Buu, yeah, the Chinese food guy, and then also um, Goku Black are my go-to's. Uh, Mushu Pork, like I said, is probably actually the coolest character in the game. Uh, what, what's his real name? I'm sorry, I can't, I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's called Majin Buu. Majin Buu. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you call him Mushu. <laughs> Mo- <laughs> Ma- Majin Pork uh, is a pretty cool character. Uh, he's like a giant pink guy. Looks like a fat fucking Kirby. Um, fat fucking Kirby, the turds people in chocolate. Yes. Uh, <laughs> God. But um, I'm doing the arcade, playing through a bunch of that. Story mode, like I said, story is, I don't know what the fuck's like it. So, yeah, links uh, and stuff. Yeah, but anyways. Well, the... yeah. Go, I would have, go honestly, ahead. Honestly, I would just say that the story probably isn't like the major strong point of that whole single player mode. I mean, I can give you credit for that. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, yeah. And obviously, I've never watched a single. I shouldn't say that. I, I remember wa- like, like waiting for my, my the shows I like to watch when I was a kid. And I had to like watch bits and pieces of Dragon Ball Fighter back in the day. And I had friends that would watch it. So I, I probably combined in my life 
maybe spent an hour and two in bits and pieces uh, seeing Dragon Ball. Uh, but going to this with really no knowledge of what's going on. I know Goku. That's about it. Uh, and jumping in this game. Obviously, I have no idea. Just a lot of people. It's like there's one guy that has like hair longer than him. He's like three feet tall and has four foot hair. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it was th- it's 3v3. You pick three characters, fight three characters. You can tag them in and out. Uh, basically, it's one round and... Whoever has character or characters remaining wins. Uh, but it's just so fast and intense and the graphics are really cool. And basically it looks like the show. And it look and that's really I think that's what's most impressive about it is it kept that style. Um everything I could tell about it, it's like like I said, it's fast and intense to get like a match takes like a minute. Uh I just it really love it. Does. Uh, yeah, and I, I just love picking it up and like I'll play like a handful of matches or I'm like ah oh, man, it's like beating the shit out of something else put it on and play it and like next thing you know 45 minutes has gone by uh i'm there's like three different stories each story has like nine chapters there's like three different arcs and i'm think i'm on, like uh, i think i said chapter five of the first arc uh and i've been going through and like because like you basically you like you there's some cut scenes in there and like on a story but every like every chapter you're like there's a board and you can move along you have x amount of turns per uh Right. chapter and i've been like going through them and fighting every single one you have like xp you can earn you're in like status things like your attack power goes up or your health goes up um yep so and also you actually have a chance if you battle enough and stuff to unlock things called uh i think it's like these skill link sort of things that you can go to on to your edit team <laughs> option and stuff like that you check out these phases and they're supposed to make your characters even even stronger oh, okay. in terms of like uh Unlocking material, and there's depending upon which fighters you play, you have like the option of like maybe five or six phases or something like that. But the purpose of them is if you battle enough with them, it'll make your fighters stronger. And that way, that when you battle against specific opponents or specific things in chapters, that you will be at your top form. Is that is that when you do like when Goku's hair turns yellow? Um, not like that. Okay, no, that's that's like default from the get-go oh. when you're playing as regular goku the super, but super scion i i know i know i know this is gonna be kind of like boring for you for a minute here no that's but, fine go uh, on i'm, I'm the, yeah but for but it in terms of like the whole you know the story thing and stuff like that the whole aspect of linking and stuff it's because the characters cannot use their full powers this is why you have to go through battle each of those like clones and stuff in order to unlock these like skill links to make your fighters stronger and stuff. It's sort of like an RPG sort of ish type of thing you got to do on top of the fighting game stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. And that's that's if you want to do 100% things, which I personally haven't personally. I've I've went through the hero arc and the villain arc and I'm on the last damn. one right now, I think of chapter 3 of uh the android stuff. That's the final like uh chapter of that uh, whole single player stuff. And it's a blast. Yeah. I gotta admit it, it's a blast. Literally. It is a blast. There's a lot of <laughs> shit being blown up. Um, no, I mean, I really don't have much more to say other than it's just, it's awesome game. It, going into 2018, my I would never have thought that the first real, like, game of the year contender would be a Dragon Ball fighting game. <laughs> For you, yeah, I wouldn't have expected that no. either. <laughs> I didn't think I would even wouldn't even be on my radar, let alone play it, let alone buy it. 
Tyler surprise hit of the year is Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, <laughs> this you can. I'm when we do our end of the year stuff, and we talk about surprise of the year. It's it's already won. <laughs> like Dragon Ball Fighters has already got it. Like I don't think there's I don't think there's anything else out there in like the nerd culture that of things that I I give zero shits about. Uh, oh. That I would care about liking, other than maybe like WWE 2K19 being good. That's about it. <laughs> oh, if there comes like a Yu-Gi-Oh game sometime out this year and you incredibly like it, I think you will. Hey, I I would better. love another Yu-Gi-Oh card game. I loved Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi Yu-Gi-Oh was it Legacy of the Duelist a couple years ago? That game was awesome, and I would love another one of those. Give me that I shit. Would too honestly, yeah. just something that's. I know it's going to be even more complicated now because they introduced other new crap they, to complicate that card game why? more. I don't know. Just do the original it's shit. It's more complicated to play than Magic, I was, for God's sake. I was already confused playing Legacy of the Duelist in the, like, the last chunk of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've added something that's called like skill links and all this other shit and stuff. Mm. They totally reworked the mat, so it's like there are... like too many ways to summon creatures in this game now <laughs> yeah i remember playing jake and he's like somehow had like five three thousand attack power creatures in like three turns i'm like yeah that, how that happened that happens because of a thing called pendulum summon yeah. summoning stuff which stupid it's so stupid because you could use that to potentially put monsters on the field without having to sacrifice other monsters and that is so abusable used, in that brain used to be a big deal back when back in the day when I watched Yu-Gi-Oh, did they have a single card that had three thousand attack power? Now there's just like fifty of them. Everybody has like you only have forty cards in your hand in your deck, but thirty-eight of them are monsters with fucking three thousand attack power or more. Man, in the good old days of Yu-Gi-Oh, like the worst thing you had to worry about was like tune cards. That was it. Uh, I could barely I barely understood fusion summons, let alone fucking pendulum shit. God damn that game, man. Just. <laughs> Fuck! Just, just, just do the cool stuff. Like 2004, peak Yu-Gi-Oh. Do that. Um. Anyways, last the other game I'm playing, Shadow of the Colossus. Talked about it uh, last week. I bought it. I watched the first cutscene like nine times. Finally got past the first cutscene. I am. Uh, I have defeated twelve of the Colossi. Colossuses. Colossuses. Wow. Um. Yeah. You've defeated like literally twelve out of the thirteen. Uh, there are sixteen actually. Sixteen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I've never beaten Shadow of the Colossus, but I think I've gotten upwards to, like, Colossi, I think. I want to say nine? I'm not sure. Yeah, so, um... Shadow of the Colossus is a game I've been interested in for a long time. Justin talked about a lot last week, but... It was, like, a, it was like a weird game of, like, bad timing for me. Where, like, when it came out originally on PS2 in 2006, I want to say, um... Yeah. I was very much on the Nintendo dick. And unless you were a JRPG on PS2, like uh, a Tales of Game or Rogue Galaxy, I didn't give a shit about you. So uh, I didn't play it then, and that was right when the Xbox 360 came out and the Wii was coming out. So, And then... Um, Understandable. Yeah. Yes. And then it got remade for the PS3, but then I didn't have a PS3 anymore when it came out. And then it finally came out for PlayStation Plus, and I had a PS3 again. It was right before the PS4. It was literally like a week before PS4 came out. They put them out there for free, so I was like, that ain't happening. So it's just been a game of bad timing for me, or a game I've been wanting to check out and play. And I've had several, don't get me wrong, I've had several opportunities to play it. I just, you know, whatever. Uh, now it's out uh, on PS4. 
Uh, got the PS4 Pro, obviously, and playing that on performance mode, 60 frames per second. Game is absolutely stunning, absolutely beautiful. Um, like Justin said last week, it's built from the ground up. It's uh, Bluepoint's uh, own code. Um, but anyways, uh, they made Last Guardian, Japan Studios did. One, of, It's probably one of my favorite games of all time, one of the best games of the generation to me personally. My game of the year for 2016 uh, so even after I play Last Guardian, I'm like, I want to play this game even more now. And, uh, it's good. And, um, I feel like this is a game, like, where I went into it just too optimistic. Like, don't get me wrong, I really like the game. The game is, like I said, absolutely gorgeous. The, uh, setting is beautiful. Um, the, the monsters, the Colossuses, the Colossi. Uh, are really cool, um, but it's not grabbing me like I thought it would. I thought this was a game I'd pick up and just like fucking plow through in no time at all. And it's just like I can whenever I play it, I can only do like two or three. Uh, I'll fight two or three at a time, and that's it. And I'm, I'm kind of done with it. Um, and like I said, I'm enjoying the game. It's not a game I'm, I'm like. If there was a bunch of it, like, if there was one, if this is one of those games that came out, like, at a busier time where I'm playing, like, trying to play 20 games at once or whatever, this game would have got, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be finished with this game. I was, this is a game, the only reason I'm, I'm really, I'm sticking with it, and I'm actually going to see it through, just because, other than Dragon Ball, uh, I'm not really playing a whole lot, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's still a really good game. I don't want to sit there and sound negative on it. Like I said, this game is gorgeous. The, uh, some of the, like, defeating some of the, the, um, Colossuses or Colossi are feel really good. And like each one, it's it's kind of cool from like because it each one you fight feels like a puzzle. And I could see yeah. like Justin kept saying like talking about like about how it reminds me of Zelda a lot. I totally see that. Like everything about this game feels feels like a Zelda game in a way. Yep. Um, but I like the farther I get into it, I feel like like the first like four or five Colossi you fight are like those were like the best five i fought and the rest of them just kind of feel like they're definitely they get a little more complicated but the fights don't seem i feel like i think like that moment where you kill a class a, like you felt in the beginning um kind of doesn't have that same uh punch like it used to you don't have that fuck yeah moment like you like i used to uh, in the first half of the game and uh i think i'm just going through the motions at this point like and also like Going like so when we used to, like every time you defeat a class, I warps you back to like the shrine where your yeah. dead wife or daughter or girlfriend is. I don't doesn't really tell you which one it is, and you just like you raise your sword up and it show it kind of points you in the direction of where the the next one is. And like the first like six or so were like right were, like not too far off away from that shrine, and now they're starting to get a little more elaborate. And, like you got like they're kind of like mazes and you got to find them. It makes it's a little hard to find them, and that ain't that's not really fun. Like the environment is gorgeous and looks really cool, but um, you kind of go through the same spots a lot, and it's like you point. It's like okay, oh okay, no, it doesn't take me there. It's not like a direct path like it was before. Now I gotta like go through these windy roads. Oh, there's a cave over there. It just gets a little more complicated, a little farther out, and it's just like that's not. I don't know. It's like this. This isn't as fun. This isn't as interesting to me. Like the the interesting parts is fighting the Colossi. And I, yeah. you spend literally, I think I spent more time in the in the, the last five or six Colossi looking for them than fighting them. Because each fight can take you about 
maybe maybe ten minutes to kill them. Uh, once you figure out, once you like, takes you half the time is figuring out how to kill them, and the other half is just killing them. Um, so I'm literally, I, like, literally, I'm spending more time finding these than anything else, and that's not really fun to me. I guess like like like, like there's no other there's no other enemies to fight in the world. Uh, I found some like shrines you can pray to, and you can uh, there's like some silver tailed uh, lizards that you can shoot, and you give you more. Uh, you kill them, and you get more grip meter. Uh, but no, I mean, huh. like, I'm not trying to say this is like a bad game or anything. I think this is absolutely a gorgeous, like I said, gorgeous game. It's a fun game, some cool stuff to it. Uh, but it's definitely a game where I, I think I, it's, it's a, it's a me problem more than it's a game problem where I think I just, I hype myself up more to the, to the point that this game could never live, live up to those expectations is what I'm saying. So, um. It's like it's forty bucks. I would sit there. I, I mean, I'm gonna finish this game. I am definitely. I already know the ending, which sucks. Uh, I think. If, I think maybe this, this game would have some more impact uh, if I didn't. Cause, but it's like definitely. It's kind of. It's it is kind of cool though in the sense that I know what the ending is. And you kind of see like the the like little the um, breadcrumbs are leaving behind to set you up for that. Uh, but no, I think like I said, forty bucks. I think I think if you have a PS4 check it out for sure and if you if you like uh japan studios kind of games uh definitely pick it up play it um but yeah that I mean i mean two really cool games that i've been playing this week and it's fucking february who would have thought that i got bayonetta 2 for the switch yesterday haven't got a chance to play it i want to finish shadow Colossus before i jump into that but uh gables what have you been playing buddy let's see from the last time that uh We've talked. I have finished Frederick 2, yes. The Resurrection of Music on Switch. How the fuck have you finished that? I haven't played it yet. I'm sorry. Go on. I know. I know, right? <laughs> I played through both of those Frederick games and stuff and beat them. I think I beat the first one like a little bit before we recorded the last time. And it's yep. like the, the, the second one. It took me a little bit, though, but it took me like a few days when I beat the second <laughs> I beat the second one, and it was just so funny. It took me like maybe like a few hours. But those games are pretty damn fun. I got to admit, the last final thing in Frederick Two, when you're going to the final battle and stuff, got a little bit complicated. But other than that, though, it was it was pretty cool just to go through using the touch screen. And I got to admit, man, it's like the touch screen is the way to go with this game. Not keyboard, not buttons, or any type of like other crap. It's like you got to physically go through the best option in my honest opinion for control style is touch base yeah but uh yeah res- let's see frederick 2 resurrection of music or whatever it's called it's a- that was a good game so i moved on and i had purchased fire emblem warriors Fuck yeah. so because i'm a fan of the fire emblem series in general and plus i've had a natural curiosity since i hadn't watched too much gameplay of the game because well, quite simply, it's Dynasty Warriors with Fire Emblem characters, so it's not going to be that much of a good idea even to watch it regardless. So, I went through and I am about four or five chapters in. Mm, wow. I love playing I love playing as, like, uh, characters like Krom and stuff, and like, oh my gosh. I think I've unlocked, like, uh, some of my favorite characters from Awakening, like Cordelia and stuff like that. I mean, Cordelia is really fun to use because she's like one of those Pegasus Knights and stuff. Oh, like yeah. Stage, she's cool. Does her various attacks and stuff like that. You know, she was one of my favorite characters in Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS back when that game came out and stuff. But, uh, let's see. There are, there is a lot of depth inside this game. 
it's not more or less like the hack and slash stuff. It's more than that. You can go through the campfire stuff in between missions, level up certain characters like attack nodes, defense nodes, like boost nodes, and all this other stuff. It has the same weapon triangle as it is the Fire Emblem games, where like swords are better than axes, axes are better than lances, lances are better than swords. That weapon triarchy, that trifecta of like a weakness strength stuff, which is super cool just to think about because it's like. You're going through, you have one character that's facing off against a brand of enemy that will do better, especially if, like, uh, the enemy is, like, has a weapon, like, weapons that are weaker to what you're doing. Or you know when to order a unit to, like, uh, away from a certain area, (laughs) or else they would get slaughtered easily. And that's just one thing that I have to get used to. I have to go ahead and, like, uh, prioritize when I'm going to be having specific units in my team in order to try to... uh, avoid just running off by themselves because I've almost lost a character that way where the AI literally took him like all the way to like almost with a boss character and he almost died. Hmm. I'm like, oh my god, seriously. But uh, that's more or less me strategizing like a little bit off kilter. Since even even when I go into a match and stuff, I don't like really do ordering around of like specific characters into specific spots when they before we start a battle. So when we're in the middle of it, I just go through, I switch with the D-pad, just switch the characters I like, which, you know what, the characters, the main characters are not really that bad. I control the guy and stuff, but uh, they level up pretty fast. All the characters do level up really fast, and uh, their supers and everything else is really fun to see. Like, you can go forth and have team attacks, too. You team up with a specific character. Like, you have your main character team up with either Lissa or Krom or, like, uh, or, or even, like, uh, other various characters you unlock along the way and stuff. And it just creates so much more fun options and so much depth that uh, it makes me want to go through and, like, just almost unlock little bits and portions and see not only which characters are in there next, but, like, what I can experiment with in terms of comboing with characters. And you know what? So far, it's like I have been enjoying it pretty well. You know, it's it's definitely something that I've I've needed to get used to. But it just leaves a satisfying feel because it's not really like it's not really like how certain Fire Emblem games where it's all text heavy and stuff. The whole strategy RPG like stuff. This is much more approachable to me because I don't have to really think about stuff too much. I can just go forth and just mindlessly mash the buttons and stuff and take out 50 to 100 guys a pop. Yes. That's always an appealing thing to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it makes me more excited when Hyrule Warriors gets re-released on the Switch because, oh, yeah. I, I, oh, fuck, dude, I am ready for that shit, too. Mm-hmm. My body <laughs> is definitely ready for that. Now, for other games on the Switch, I had purchased Bayonetta 2 as well, but... As of this moment, I'm still downloading the first game on the system because it was a digital code only, which kind of sucks in a way because when it released on Wii U, it had two discs. But Oh yeah, I forgot there was two discs. But there isn't two cartridges inside of the Switch version, which means you have to download the original on your Switch, which is like around 8 gigabytes or so, and then you have the Bayonetta 2, which I'm not too sure how much that takes up space wise but let's just say i'm glad that it's not all digital <laughs> yeah that uh, beta 2 is uh 12 and a half gigs yeah even <laughs> if you got like a 16 gigabyte card with all that stuff you would probably not be able to play both games at the same time <laughs> yeah pretty much beta 1 and 2 if you if you bought them digitally would take up all the internal storage on your uh 
uh, on your Switch. It's like 21 gigabytes for both. Yeah. But other than that, though, I haven't really been playing anything else. I've dabbled with Fire Emblem Warriors, finished the Frederick 2 stuff, got Bayonetta 2 and stuff, and it's like, I am good right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely some good stuff coming out for... It's only February. This is going to yeah. be... I feel like this is going to be another crazy year for games. It has that feel already. Yeah. March, we've already we talked about March already a little bit, but March is looking good. we got Detective Pikachu, No Way Out, and uh, Far Cry 5. There's a Kirby game coming out in March as well. You know, April, we don't know what's going on, but fucking May, you got Donkey Kong, Country Freeze, uh, there's a Mario Tennis, Hyrule Warriors. There's a lot of shit, man. Spider-Man, Detroit's coming out this spring. <laughs> fucking possibly Days Gone. Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't know if it's going to surpass... You know, I don't... Like, we talked about last year. I don't think anything's ever going to surpass 2017. But 2018's taking a good shot. We haven't got the E3 yet. I know. You're going to give it their best shot. So, it's been a... I know. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gables, you and I, we got to play some... Uh, once I figure out what's going on, you and I got to play Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit... It's kind of like a little bit... Uh... A little bit of a cumbersome thing in order to play, like, with uh, different friends. Basically, what you have to do in order to... And here's the thing, which kind of pisses me off. Both of us have to be on the same server. Yeah, I don't like the server thing. Both, yeah. I don't really like the server thing at all. Especially if it's, like, the connection stuff is having, mm-hmm. like, issues, which that server is, like, every week is down a specific day for, like, routine maintenance and stuff like that. But... You have to do a couple of different, like, jump through different types of hoops and stuff in order to battle somebody. So, we'll figure this out eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really annoying because there's, like, there's, like, 30 different regions to pick from. And each region has, like, 20 different servers in it. Yep. Like, why? Why do this? It's it, Yeah, it's weird. Um, makes sense why 80% of the PC gamers uh, for Dragon Ball Fighters dropped off in a matter of weeks. So... But uh, yeah, anyways, that's um, that is it for the show this week. Uh, I do want to mention I'm really bad at, at mentioning this. I, I say every like every month or so I'm like I'm gonna do better about it, and I don't. And we're at the end of that, but uh, at the end of this, but um, our flashback shows are coming to an end. Uh, I think episode this is Saturday night recording it. Um, I try to re- release one every Thursday, and I forgot to do it this week. I'm busy with work, so at least one today instead on Saturday. I think that was episode 57. There's only 61 in total to release, so we've only got a few more to go. Um, actually, we're going to release two more uh, next week, 58 and 59. And then, uh, yeah, I think then I think the week after that might be the last one or two. But I actually did, as a bonus, I found a podcast that Gables, uh, Jake, and I recorded uh, a few years ago. I want to say it was E3 2015. Uh, that just never got released. Um, like I went through and I looked at our old feed, um, and uh, or the feed we're on currently, and it's like episode like one twenty three or something like that, and or one thirteen I can't remember, and it's just not there. It's not there at all. So it never got released, and so we're gonna release that one. Uh, so we'll officially have every podcast we've ever recorded, except for the ones that we lost. Um, it's uh, on the feed. At the same time, uh, so that'd be cool. So, if you guys, I hope you guys have been listening to that. 
I'm paying an extra little bit of money every month to put these shows out. Uh, so I hope you guys listen and appreciate them. Uh, they were they were fun to go ahead and go back and listen to. Uh, and uh, remember what the hell we talked about back in 2000, was it 13 and 14 when we did these shows? Uh, oh, so a year yeah. and a half of year and a half of podcasts that just were gone forever. So it's uh, it's, again, it was, like I said, it's it fun to go back and listen to them. I listen to bits and pieces of them. Just can't remember what the fuck we talked about. Um, I just wanted to see um, what we thought back then and our opinions, how they've changed today. Um, so I recommend if you guys haven't listened to those, uh, you, you joined us later and just never listened to them, check them out because it's really fun. I, I think it's really funny now, especially five years later. What the hell we've we been talking about and like, like I said, how things have changed and how yeah. like we don't really care a lot now. Like when we do the show, we're not like obviously we're not trying to be millionaires or make any money off of this. We just do it because we love doing this. But how little we cared back then, it's amazing to me how dumb we were back then. And uh, it's just <laughs> and like yeah, it's just funny. It's just fun to listen to. So I, I recommend. Uh, you checked it out. If you want to listen to Gable's credit card stories or uh, me <laughs> drunk slurring on the show or Jake and Gable's singing the uh, uh, what random Pokemon theme song uh, while I went to go to the bathroom. Um, yeah. Talking to Sam about uh, Karma Pupra. That, that was fun, too. <laughs> so some really cool moments back then. Uh, we did a whole episode playing the Pokemon MMO uh, that Jake made us play. We did a whole episode of us playing that uh, while I was sick. Uh, yeah, so there's some cool moments in there, and uh, you know, I highly recommend you guys go out there, download them, check them out, because there, there's we spent a lot of time, put a lot of time and effort into the, doing those shows. Uh, it doesn't show, but we did. Um, so yeah, check them out. Uh, but yeah, I think like I said, that's probably the show for the week. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, we have Facebook page and group, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Like those, uh, like and join those, please. Twitch um, at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us there uh, on iTunes. Uh, we are Drunk Dashers Podcast on YouTube, Drunk Nerds Podcast. I think actually, I think it's just Drunk Nerds. One of those two. Just look up Drunk Nerds, you'll find us. Um, and then on Twitch, we are at uh, or not at, but we are Drunk Nerds Podcast on there believe i got everything in that one i should really write those shit write those things down uh, but yeah check us out in all those places oh twitch like us uh and oh no i'm sorry follow us and says friend request we like friends friends are good i forgot one i knew that damn it uh, i'll figure it out eventually we're only 252 episodes into this uh but yeah i was your host for this week i was tyler and i have been colonel gables so until next week everyone peace out and have yourself a fun week you two, you, you two Gables, and you two guys. I just opened a beer, and now we're done with the yeah. show. And I don't know what to do. You know, it's kind of funny. What's also kind of funny is uh, we still need to reference somebody, don't we? Oh, shit. You're supposed to remind me. Damn it, Gables. <laughs> Damn it. I told you. Ah, All right. Well, you know what? You did it. You, you told me in the show. So that counts. I won't. I can't blame you for this one. Uh, if you guys uh, – I'm going to – promote a couple other twitch uh twitch.tv uh accounts to check out obviously one is our own colonel gables so follow that one and send him a friend request mm-hmm. uh if you're a lovely lady that lives out in the uh uh what the hell is your name in your town again saskatchewan swami 
Samson Samsonite. Samsonite. I knew it would start with an S. Squim. What? <laughs> Squim. <laughs> if you live out in Squim, Washington, Port look Angeles. me up. What? Poor Angeles. Uh, I always remember hearing, I was listening to say Squim. So. Well, I'm there too, so it's like, hey. Yeah, that's where you work, I think. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it only shit. took an hour for this show to get stupid uh but yeah check out colonel gables on twitch.tv twitch.tv slash colonel gables and if you're a lovely lady uh that lives in that area of samsonite uh wyoming <laughs> god damn it tyler <laughs> send, send him a, a a profile picture or a picture of your face please um, <laughs> god damn it. Don't, don't make it look like a fucking bird <laughs> oh man oh shit yeah. we Wait, gotta no. end this shit <laughs> oh sorry Gil. i love you man uh but no also check <laughs> but also twitch.tv slash grp neck it's supposed to be grip neck but grp neck uh is a good friend of mine he started a Twitch channel not too long ago. I believe I've promoted it before, but uh, he's doing that. And, uh, he's trying to promote that, trying to get that off the get, out, get that off the ground, asking for followers. So check it out. Uh, follow that, please. Um, and share that with your friends. Uh, he's trying to get it off the ground, like I said. And uh, any money he raises towards it can all go towards autism. Uh, he has nice. A, um, I don't know if he wants to be saying this or not, but he has an autistic daughter. And he wants to raise awareness and... Uh, share that uh, you know and whatever money he makes off of it all goes to charity uh, so uh, checked it out and also actually there's another they're, they probably don't need a promotion but um, there is Shipwreck TS on twitch.tv slash Shipwreck TS um, good friends of ours from Talking Ship uh, they also started about a year ago their own uh, Twitch channel and doing very well for themselves but every money every dime that they earn uh, you can actually subscribe to them on Twitch uh, not, and follow them. But if whatever money they earn from subs and uh, bitcoins or bits, whatever the hell things are called, currency for Twitch, uh, all that money they earn goes towards Extra Life. So um, check out all four of those um, Twitch Twitch channels, uh, especially uh, Gripneck, GRP Neck, and uh, Shipwreck TS. Um, and um, send them some money if you can. Do whatever you can. Uh, but thank you guys once again for listening. I was your host. I was Tyler. And once again, I have been Colonel Gables. So let's get out of here before. Yeah. <laughs> before I really just go under wraps. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye, guys. Samsonite, Wyoming. That's where he lives. <laughs>